With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Hello, welcome to another Touchy Goodness podcast. My name is Lewis, and today I'm joined by three regulars. We got Shabs, we got German Dan, and we got Dr. Leroy. How you doing, lads? I'm all right. Man. You need to drop that, man. Just stop it, man. I'm not <laughs> dropping it until the coronavirus goes. Until you stop being our nation's hero, that's when I'll that's when I'll drop it. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, lads. Um, before we start with this this this, this depressing episode, um, I had to motivate. Do you know what? Like, it, it's very funny because t- today, well, this week, no no one wanted to put their hands up for the podcast. No one wanted to like be reminded, like, oh, there's a podcast tonight. Everyone was just kind of thinking, well, if no one mentions anything, maybe we won't have to talk about Arsenal. And you know, I had to do my 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 duty of like, you know, come on, guys, we you know we actually have to put a a, a piece of content out. We've got to put. We got we got to grab get some balls and actually talk about Arsenal, right? Lewis, so, Lewis had to round up the troops. Man. Yeah, I had to round Lewis up rounded up the troops on Sunday in the Discord. I came to back my boy, and well, we've I, got, I do appreciate we've got spun, that. man. 
Yeah, you we know, did. we've got we got absolutely spun, but we, did. we we keep it moving, man. I came there for a drive, by the way. I just came there. <laughs> Listen, I got there as they was. I got there as they were spraying. <laughs> yeah, so, so, Wait, I wasn't so was like, playing Sunday. I apologize for not turning up. You know, I, I basically did the 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 Westbrook. You I did was a, looking at the message and you did, did that. You did it. You did a you did a mess at Urzel. That's what you did. <laughs> yes, I'm still getting paid. <laughs> big, big, big away game. Big away game out, out, uh, outside of London. Boom. There you go. I mean, I got respect my goal. But yeah, like what, like what, as um as the guy said, uh, it. You can join our Discord. You can join the pain as a group, as a collective. Join the Discord, become a patron, and you can join. You can enjoy and live the misery through us, with us, on the Discord. All right. I know it doesn't sound like an attractive uh, proposal, but it's there. Hey, um, at the moment, though, man. There's too many other opposition fans there. Just, and it's too much heat. Like, uh, too much Mariah. It's too much Mariah. If I'm being yeah, honest, I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't like that. But no, but, but. no. There's a lot of unsavory characters on there. But we we won't talk too much about them. We've got too many of our own unsavory characters to talk about with the football club. <laughs> so look. <sighs> I don't quite know what's going on at the moment, guys. I'm not too sure where to address this. It's it's getting into that territory of that Unai Emery territory where we've been saying things for a few weeks now and nothing is changing. If anything, it looks like we're progressively getting worse. Like, I mean, let's look at some of the positives from Sunday. We started to have a few more shots, at least. You know, uh, I think we had 13 this, this week, did we? Was it 13? Yeah, 13. Cheeky 13 shots, so not too bad. Um, we didn't get outshot by the opposition. Yeah, that's, that's as it, far as the positive. <laughs> yeah, that's as far as the positive. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I don't really Wait. have much else to to say. Really, um, let's start lineup. I think that's that's the only place we can really start. So, um, were there any uh, surprises? I know Willock got um, an- afforded another start. What do you guys think about Willock's inclusion again as a number 10? A-, a position I don't think he is comfortable playing. Um, I-, I think his best work is always, you know, deeper. I don't think he's a 10. And he, and he just looked lost. I felt a bit sorry for him, to be honest. I'm less worried about his inclusion, more about his um, like his role, him playing in the, in, in, in the 10. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with you, Luke. I think um, having him in, in, in the centre of the park as a you know box-to-box midfielder is probably um, where we can hope for the best from 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 Willock. I think him playing a, a ahead of the ball, him playing um, in between the lines, him having to um, play in the half spaces, higher up the pitch in the final third, I, I don't see it. Yeah. I agree. For me, if you look at the number 10, um, obviously it's becoming a bit more redundant in modern football. But what are the two massive characteristics you need in the 10? Good ability. Technical security. Mm. You've got to be technical because you're, you're, in, you're in the mixer. You've got no space in between the lines. And number two, it's intelligence. You've got to pick up spots where no one else can see. You've got to pick up clever bits of space. And you've got only a few actions to be able to do what you've got to do. You've got to be able to receive in a half turn and pass it quickly. You've got to be able to make a decision quickly. Now, Willock's attributes are physical attributes mainly, um, and then he does have some good off-the-ball attributes, but he just doesn't have anything that we would need to, to play the 10 for Arsenal. He's not able to link the play because he can't pick up the position. 
and he just doesn't have the brain for it. He, he, go, he goes and kills space too early. That's another thing. Um, he, 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 I, I, don't, he, I don't understand what in his game makes people think he can play 10. So, just, so why does Arteta think he can play 10? I have no idea. No idea. Like, because I'm trying Emery, to understand the logic behind it, you know? If it was Emery, I'd get it. Because a pressing Emery, 10. Yeah, you know, pressing 10 and a running. Mm. I don't really understand what Arteta's playing at, to be honest with you. Um, mm. I don't even see Willock playing well in the advanced eight position, personally, in my opinion, in a, in a midfield three, uh, based on what I'm seeing now. If he's going to play in any position, it's going to be at the base of midfield. He'd have to improve defensively to do it because he's not very good defensively. But that's the only position I see him working in. And when I've seen him in a lot, in a lot deeper positions in midfield, then he's looked okay and functional. But in the 10 or in advanced positions? No, I mean, like he can get in the box, but I think that'll be from a deep position, like an Aaron Ramsey type of player, rather than a advanced 8 or a number 10 being tasked to link the play between the two, between the two lines. Do do we have any players that could potentially play that ten position? Because yeah, we uh, do. Who? Well, uh, other than the obvious. <laughs> yeah, of course. I know he ain't here, so um, and that's a tattoo's fault for mm. being here. But um, we still have other players that could play in the ten. Um, I, I mean, no one on on this on this Zoom call is um, William's biggest fan, but William can play centrally. He can receive on the half turn, drive with the ball into into space. There's um there's um there's the to, to vacate. Um, I think William can play as a 10. Um, ESI can obviously play as a 10. Um, you could even try Nelson as a 10. Um, again, um, I think mm-hmm. Nelson on the right, I, I think Nelson has some good attributes actually. I'm warming, I'm warming up to him and I was, I was quite a big critic of him, but maybe it's because we just have this lack of quality right now. But The bar is on again, the floor basically. Yes, basically that, but yeah. he, look, he looks nice, nicer than what we have. But he him playing on the right wing didn't make sense to me. Like, if he plays mm. anywhere for this team, it should be on the left or potentially centrally somewhere where he can receive from between the lines. On the right, complete misutilization. Will look complete, complete misutilization. Just, I think he players are in positions where they're not able to thrive. And uh, we already have a squad that is um, deprived of quality and also a bit limited in what they can do. And then you misutilize players, it has a, it has an, Bigger knock-on effect, um, and um, on on your ability to control games, create chances, and sustain pressure. And we were lucky. Wolves are shit. Mm, wolves like, are bad. Actually- they weren't. They weren't good at all. They weren't good at all. I, I want to ask you guys a question, right? So obviously, at the back end of Unai Emery's reign, um, we were we were we were very poor, right? We were very very poor for for the large part of em- Emery's reign. We were very poor. Now, when Arteta came in he gave us a bit of a kickstart and we all got quite excited about it. And, um, you know, quite optimistic. A lot of us really bought into the idea of Arteta, but now it really looks like we've gone back to the mean average kind of thing. Now, my question to you guys is, is this just our level? Is this, has Arteta come in and done what like a Sam Allardyce would do? He would go into a relegation-threatened team, not saying we were relegation-threatened, get that short burst of quality, uh, not quality, but get the short burst of results, short-term change, and then six months down the line, because the team is not good enough, you revert back to the mean average. Is that that new manager bounce, isn't it? The new that's manager what, bounce is, is that, yeah, 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 exactly. So, is, yeah, is it just a case of that? Is this our level, or is Arteta vastly under underperforming, just like Emery did? A second for me, personally. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I think it's in between both. I, 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 I don't believe that this is um, Arsenal's level. To be, to be honest with you, as bad as we are, we're not fourteenth um, in the league. Bad. We're not that bad. Um, but um, yeah, man, there are deficiencies in Arteta in his capabilities. Um, he's an amateur. If you, if, if you think about it, this is. If, if you think about it in a non-footballing context, like, you know, if you were to liken it to a different industry, um, you know, and like one of the esteemed uh, top tier positions in a different industry and you employ a person to kind of lead that organisation, lead that business who's had no relative experience, it's, 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 it's quite preposterous, you know, he... Hasn't even had a youth team to manage a B team. You know, you can uh, you can look at like the trajectory of some other managers, like a Xabi Alonso. At least he's um, at Sociedad B. At least he's had the opportunity to kind of um, test his ideas week in week out by picking a starting eleven, picking a, um, a a formation and a framework. This is a guy who really um, like people used to run banter and say he lays out the cones for Pep, but really. <laughs> That's what he was doing. He was setting up training, you know. So this is our number one guy at the moment. And I think, yeah, like he 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 was able to implement something to begin with. I think um it's disappointing that um there hasn't been a consistency and he hasn't stuck to his 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 principles and he's tried to utilize um so many different things. And he's played exactly 30 league games for Arsenal. And I keep talking about looking at his matches. Chab loves this stat. He loves this stat. No, it's not the stat, it's not the stat, but it's it's not because I've got no stats to attach to it. But it, it, it is it's about the performances more than actually the, the 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 results. But if you look at that initial block. Um, you know his performances were, were the performances were a lot better when he first came in in terms of his, his selection, how we were trying to attack, what we were trying to do. So to look at this latter ten and to see that we've come such a you know we've, we've fallen such a distance from 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 those performances from that intent um, in terms of the way we were playing, the way we were trying to attack, it, it, it's just it's worrying, you know, man. It's very worrying. Do you, know, do you know what a big factor is? So in answer to Lewis's question. Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's in between the two. I don't think we're 14th in the table bad, but I think we're worse than we would like to be. So we're 8th to 10th bad. So, yeah, we, we're not very good, but we're not 14th bad. But then um, we've had, a, a, obviously, a run of bad results. A big problem is the imbalance in the team. So we have some very good players still, definitely, and we have a few, but we don't have a good team. And that's a big problem. And the negatives in our team are exposed in this league and exposed by the type of teams that we're playing at the moment, particularly the lack of athleticism in the midfield, especially without party, um, particularly the lack of um, link play. So when I was looking at the team, we are so weak in the positions that matter, which is your offence. We played Willian, Saka and Willock behind the ten. And you're asking them to break down a Premier League team or to go and link an attack and, and to be a, a, top, a decent team. Wolves are, you say Wolves are bad, but they're a decent side. Yeah. That, that's terrible. Now, the big thing is when, we, when Marteta came in, I think we're actually playing worse personnel because we had Ozil in the 10 rather than Willock. Different level. We had Torreira, who for all his flaws, he's a more athletic and a more suitable player than 
in, in the midfield too than the Shaka Sabah's pairing that we're seeing. So you have those two players. And the thing is, I don't know why Torreira was asked to because Torreira didn't have a bad game under Otter. Torreira Thanks. was cold under Otter. I don't understand why he was he, he cast out. Yeah. Ozil was, was good under Otter. He, 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 he was at least better than what you'd think Willock would be or better what Williams performing. So mm. he just had better players when he started. And that could have been, and obviously with the new manager bounce and everything like that, all of those are sort of little factors to why we were performing better than we are now. So I think with a fit and fire in Ozil and a Torreira in the team instead of what we've got now, we'd probably be a lot better off. You know, on that question, I think, and and I agree with Shabs and Leroy, I do think it's probably in between more, but I'm leaning more towards a tower. And simply because I'm just looking at a long list of mistakes that he's made over the last months that have led us to this point now. So um, obviously, uh, Leroy's already mentioned the Torreira treatment and um, him not being here anymore. Um, the Uzo being excluded and the Gunduzi um, not being here. I think Gunduzi would give us some sort of mobility. I said, I said in the group chat, we 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 didn't have any game changers on the on the on the on the on the, on the team sheet apart from Abamyang. Um, and whilst Gunduzi is not a proper like he's not a he's not somebody you think he's going to change the game every week, but he has this capability to take the game by the scruff of the neck, be brave, force situations that then force. Um, the game to maybe turn its side, so we don't, we don't, we don't have, we didn't have those players playing. Um, and for all what we don't like about Pepe as well, he can do that um, um, every now and then. Um, we know who can do that. Um, so those are all four players. Um, uh, did I say four or three? But those are all players that can change the the the, the, the your your destiny a little bit in the in the game. And they're not playing. And then you you look at you look at other mistakes he's made. We we've obviously extensively talked about the Saliba stuff. We've we've extensively maybe not as much as we should have actually talked about the treatment of Ainsley Mitten and Niles. So we always talk about Bizarre, right? we always talk about the lack of physicality we have. Um and our left our right side is getting exploited quite a lot. Um we have Saliba not in the squad, who's an athletic centre back, and we have Ainsley Metamar, Ainsley Mitten and Niles not playing, who's an athletic player compared to Bellerin. And if, if even if you think Ainsley Mitten and Niles is not really it's not really that not really it. Yeah, you can concede that defensively, in one v one situations, he's vastly superior to Bellerin. He even Bellerin, did it in the last game against Wolves, right? Yes, exactly. And Bellerin has been getting exposed in those situations um, over the last few weeks, like quite, quite, quite blatantly. So I think it's a long list of mistakes that Tata has made on on the personnel management front that <laughs> have led us where we are now, and also a couple injuries now and a bad patch of form, and we look at we look dog shit, and yeah. Let, let me let me read you guys out the team that beat Wolves just a few months ago uh, uh, in July. So the defence was Mustafi, Louise, and Kalasnac, Tierney, Cedric. We had a midfield of Sabayos and Xhaka with Abamyang and Ketia and Saka. Now, Leroy, you mentioned that obviously Torreira... Um, and and for the record, I thought that day we were we were quite good. We were very solid. I don't think Wolves troubled us much at all. I think we were quite happy and quite impressed by how well we saw out that game. Now, granted, it's a different situation and we're at home and, you know, things have changed since then. But the quality on that pitch is probably, I would say, I would argue our team is was better on Sunday than it was in Absolutely. that game. Player for player, yeah. but absolutely. player for player. Now, no doubt. why why was 
our team able to put a out a, a performance like that? I, I know it's a different formation. Maybe we should go back to this 3 4 3 or wh- whatever it is. But why was our team able to, to compete with Wolves on that day? But on Sunday, we we just we look a shadow of, of that team. I think, I think you're sorry, and you could also argue that um, Wolves are weak. I can't remember that Wolves side off the top of my head either. The Wolves had Wolves Jimenez playing, Sunday. they had Traore, yeah. they had Doherty, they had Neves playing. Yeah. Um, I think so, you, you could yeah. argue that the Wolves side that we played on Sunday were weaker than um, the one that we played. They were, because Jimenez only well. lasted no five Jota, minutes. Him, no Jota, he's gone. You know, he's at Liverpool now. He's one of their best players. Um, yeah, Doherty. So, yeah, that, that, that's it as well. But sorry, Matt, I interjected. Um, no, I think it's a mixture of things. I think, one, obviously, momentum is a big factor in football and we're on a real down patch and we were on a real up patch before. So, like the mindset that you, you're in in that game, I think we were obviously fired up and on the up. The second thing is, I think tactically that day it worked better than what we played the way we played now. So, as Arteta has obviously been trying to figure out for ages, the back four exposes our unathletic midfield, and it's a really big problem. So, when you have the back three, it kind of gives you that extra security and that cushion. Another thing is, a big part of the problem is um, Adam Adam Atore. So you see uh, on there, was it their second goal? Where Adam Atore spun two people. In uh, so when we played them on that last game, Adam Atore was completely locked down because we could double team him. So we had Ainsley Maitland-Niles who funneled him inside and pushed him all the way into Kalasnach, and they just crowded him out. So they basically did a better job, in my opinion, of nullifying the way Wolves were trying to attack in their threats in that game. So I think it's a mixture of the momentum and obviously. We're on a big down patch at the moment, plus tactically that suited Wolves better that day. When I spit bars in a I'm gonna go hard Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. When I spit bars in a ring, I'm gonna go hard last yeah, fair, fair enough, fair enough. So let, let's talk a little bit about what happened in the game then. So um, the first goal, I need I need a memory jog on this. Um, I should have bloody watched it. So it was Neto's goal. So was it a shot that came off of Leno? Could, could Leno have done better there? I think Leno could do better there, man. I was disappointed that he's pushed that back out into play. I think that's harsh. The shot is deflected, no? It was deflected, but... It wasn't like a it wasn't like a mad deflection that you know like I, I don't know I just it, it didn't wildly change the course the direction of where the ball was 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 going I think I think I agree with Lou I think Leno was positioned to get there he got there it's where he directed the the, the is where he that's I think what ball. I'm more concerned about yeah. is the direction that he's pushing the ball out in and this has happened a few times now where he's pushing the ball in dangerous areas 
I'm a yeah. mildly concerned by Leno. <laughs> you know, um... I, 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 I do. I do think in, in in isolation it's probably harsh to judge um, that or label that as 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 entirely his fault. I think um, though it hints at. I think we're looking at a, a, a collection of errors. Oops, a collection of errors here um, from Leno in recent months, and um, I think that is what is more worrying and concerning for me um yeah you know, I, I think yeah you could you could argue that yeah probably should do better there um you know it's, it's you know it's six of one half a dozen of another but i think the bigger issue is that he he, he doesn't seem as assured as he has we've known him to be previously and he's making silly errors he has done these though he made a glare in what he done similar in the, i remember in the derby against tottenham mm-hmm. um a couple seasons ago, we've got them on Sunday. I'm hoping for better from him. Um, don't attempt fate, but yeah, man, is you know he 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 has he does these things. He has these lapses, and yeah, man, it's it's it's. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is at the moment. He just doesn't look as confident as he usually would be. Is that because he's got holding playing in front of him? I'm holding, holding went holding. there. Holding yes. went there for this one, mate. I oh, wasn't, was he? Oh, no. Yeah. Holding yeah, went there. Oh yeah, definitely. So no holding to blame it on. Time. On that goal, yeah. um, if I if I if I remember correctly, was it that the midfielders didn't didn't follow in as well? I can't. You, you know what? I really should. It was the goal when everyone was like, "Why? Why didn't they clear? Why didn't they get to the second ball at least when they mm. were close to it?" Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the emotions in Discord. I, do you know what it is? I just didn't <laughs> want to rewatch this game back. So when the goal went in on Discord, I had. Mariah and Sebi screaming on Discord like Mariah was doing a vicious attack on me. It was very vicious, actually. Mariah doing the rah, very unsavory. Rah, yeah, very unsavory. Uh, so right, I pulled up on them lot. Yeah. I pulled up on them lot just now when when they got Neymar. So it's all right. <laughs> I pulled up. I'm like, yo. What's the thing is, Mariah is very difficult to rattle. Like, because he's got no, he's not invested in anyone. This is the thing. He's not invested in anyone. He's even, he's even dropped, dropped any stocks he had in Pogba and Marshall, he dropped them out. He drops them well, out. You know what I, think that's, I think that's a front, man. I think internally, well, I, secretly, he's bothered. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you've got to play just, the, play it's the very type. good communication skills and composure. Mm. It's very good communication skills and composure. Because I have the same in my other group chats. <laughs> I only come in and touch a Guna group chat and cry. <laughs> <laughs> Irregardless, irregardless, we managed to get a goal. Does this count as an open play goal? I don't know. What what is it? It's a corner that came back out to Willie and he's crossed it back in and Gabriel's just pammed it in. Is that it? Does that count as an open play play goal? It's a a cheeky one. It's a cheeky one. Nah, Lewis, don't do this, man. Don't detract (laughs) from our, you know, we need everything that we can get. Don't work against us. It's an open play goal, man. What's the matter? Fair (laughs) enough, man. All right, fair enough, fair enough. It's it's an open play play goal. You're missing like Marco, man. It's the open play. It's It's an open play play goal. All right, cool, cool, cool. It's an open open play play. goal. I'll give it to Gabriel. Great header, by the way. I thought that was... um, He was getting manhandled, everything. He got up there and just, yeah, boom. That's why we pay you 28 million euros for... Yeah. Um, do you pay the 28 million euros for how he defended against Pedence for the second goal? <laughs> oh, you're working is that against harsh? us, I'm is sure. Is that harsh? I'm sure of it. You know what? You know what? Even though that wasn't great defending, his action forced a very, very good action from Pedence because 
honestly, Pudence had to take such a good touch to even facilitate a shot. Yeah, ridiculous. And goal. he did as well, to be fair. I mean, we know he's a very good player, and um, he did he did that. So um, yeah, obviously, yeah. Gabriel Gabriel was on the floor looking like a stripper in Atlanta, but mm. um, I'm I'm worried about the actions before it even reached Gabriel, though, because I, I think he was put in that um, situation where he had to engage. Pudence, and I think it was he's probably looking at it like well he definitely looked at it like this is winnable you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm here it's 50 it's looking like I can come out with possibility of, of of nicking this off in there or crunching him or whatever he intended to do that but I think he got put in the situation man and mm. this Pudence guy was allowed to run inside and across the line like that and it, it's panic stations man like we know what happens when um players who are Quick players who are good with the ball run at run run at you can get in runs at you and 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 it just happened man and he had to react so yeah so me or well, on that goal I thought Bellerin did some questionable defending because the ball was yeah. inside right with the with the with the person on the ball and there was an option out out left and Bellerin came very very closely over to Luis he basically mm. gave him the passing lane I don't know mm. who was the player on the ball he he didn't end up passing which was a bit silly. And so he got fortunate with um with the bounce actually falling to, in the box and um, close to Pudence. But Bellerin basically gave he, he gave him that option to just pass it and let him touch and maybe pass it across or something. So yeah, yeah. I thought there was some questionable defending from Bellerin. And um, David Luiz, his, his his head literally was gone at that time as well. So <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. Doctor Doctor Leroy, do you want to chime in on that? Like, what the oh, hell was going on there, man? I'm actually going to be annoyed because. I've got an opposing view that everyone's saying, everyone's saying, I can't believe he wasn't taken off. Okay. I haven't been taking him off. Okay, why, why, why is that? I said this in the yeah, Discord. Yeah, said this at the time. Yeah. Just to make sure I wasn't crazy, I w- I've actually spoken to a lot of my other um, colleagues in sport, and they said they wouldn't have taken him off either. <laughs> so, uh, but, so, right. what, so what's the argument for taking him off? The fact that he had like I don't a... Know. I don't know. I don't know. So, right, okay. The difficulty is, with the assessment with concussion or any type of head injury, it's all based on the history. Unless you see any obvious neuro- signs that there's been a neurological problem, it's all based on the history. Um, so it, you, you have a limited viewing. So I can't say that because I don't have a lot of the information, but based on all that I saw, I wouldn't have taken him off. So yes, he's had a big head impact. But the thing is the difference between him and the difference between him. Him is, I'm not sure if he saw it coming. When you see something, even if you see it for a split second, so I'll turn around and then the brick's there, my body's autonomic response is to brace itself. Mm. You, your neck tenses, all your muscles tense because your body prepares for the impact. That is a big factor in any type of injury like that. Um, but I didn't see, so I, I didn't see that uh, Louise lost consciousness. I haven't, couldn't take any of the history. He didn't look like he had any signs of neurological deficit that I could see. So anything like what we call ataxia, where or, you know when like um, in boxing you you not you hit someone and they start fucking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. see any of that, so I didn't see any reason to take him off. And the thing is, they kept him on. The only reason they took him off was because the cut and that he felt reasonable heading. But from a neurological perspective, I, I didn't see any problem. I didn't well, see any problem. Well, obviously, I think people get a bit scared when it comes to like cuts on the head. And because of the injury to Jimenez and the impact that happened to Jimenez, like, I think maybe people are like, well, how did Louise come away from that unscathed? The the cut is the cut. So the cut's a very superficial thing. And apparently it was hurting, which is what I can understand. And it's bleeding, obviously. But you see people going with cuts and stuff all the time. Mm. Um, Well, look at Terry Butcher. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, yeah. like, the cut, the cut, the something completely different. But like, everyone would keep worrying about this neurological thing. Yeah, he's had a head collision, but uh, for example, in so I need to caveat this saying I don't think football takes head injuries seriously enough. Mm. If that was a rugby, if that was a rugby collision, right? He would come off, he'd had his assessment, and provided all the history questions were negative, I bet he went, he would have gone back on the pitch. Mm. So I, I, I didn't really see, I, I don't really see much wrong done by the medical team whatsoever, based on the information I could have. The little information I could have by seeing the um, from seeing the video and seeing the collision. Um, yeah, obviously I was worried for him in a straightaway because he's been been caught on the blind side, and it was obviously a very big impact. Yeah, I didn't actually like they didn't show any replays of it, so I don't think you're gonna. And also, well, David Louise was this part of the head, and he yeah, was, I think this part of the head as well. So that's mm. enough. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, Lu- Louise didn't look right though. After I think maybe he was a bit worried about the bleeding, or it was play- just playing on his mind. Maybe I said I said in the Discord the only reason I take Louise off is because he's the type of person his head goes with this type of thing. Yeah, when he needs to be concentrated, and when he's not focused or his head's in the clouds, he he, he can't perform. So that's the only reason I'd have taken Louise off. But from what I saw from a neurological perspective, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take him off at all. Fair enough, man. But we did end up coming off. So he did come off at half time, And then in the second half, it was it was kind of one-way traffic. I don't know if that's fair to say. Like, I feel like Wolves didn't do a single thing, but it was just a, a bunch of pointless possession by us. I think it was something like 70-30 possession. I think we outshot them like nine to three. Did we make any what big chances would you guys consider us making any big chances in the second half where maybe we should have done better? I don't think we made many big chances. I think we just it was crossing inshallah, really. Aubameyang had a Aubameyang had a Aubameyang had a good header. chance. You mean the header? Yeah, and I think an inform Aubameyang slots that. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, definitely. But I'm go- I was gonna say about that chance. We're star for chances. Every every chance Aubameyang gets, you like he's got to score that. He has yeah. to score that. It's like. He, like, he's, this guy is sniff. These guy, this guy is, he's waiting for one chance a game, mm, and if he's not mm. ready and he misses it, that's that's it. I don't yeah. know. It's his fault. He's not himself, or he's, he's he, you know. I don't think he is himself. To be fair, though, headers are low xg chances, though. So, but I feel like this was. I don't agree. I think like out of them, what probably one in four go in. That's still quite high, you know. But still, yeah, one in four. So three times you miss. Mm. <laughs> it was one of them three. Let me let me try and find out the XG, but I, I did feel like it was um, a, a big chance for for. He, I, I agree, he's not himself. I definitely agree, he's not himself, and I think he's mentally checked out because he's getting a bit fed up. But I think can 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 we? Oh, yeah, let's. Let, uh, I think let's draw on this Saka, a little bit because we, we had the chances. See the second chance, yeah. Bellerin fucked up the pass. Why is the pass in the air? If I'm if I'm his teammate, I'm telling you why the fuck is the pass not on the ground? Mm. Pass it on the ground mm. so I can I can put my body behind it. Like if you put it in the air, this is a different, more difficult technique. I probably have to actually touch it. Um, like he just makes it more difficult for the receiver. It's a poor pass. So I, I think Saka, Saka, Saka could do better. Don't get me wrong, but the pass is poor. You should be enabling teammates, not making it more difficult for them. Sounds vexed. But I, yes. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do want to go to the to the other thing just a little bit because we we you know this conversation was going off um, in the group chat as well earlier in the week as well. And we were talking about what it is with with Oba. It was going off in the Discord as well. People are just saying, yeah, he doesn't look like himself, but yeah, he's he's you know he's gone backwards as a player. He signed his new contract and now he's doing what Urzel done and blah 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 blah. And 
you know, I think some of this stuff is over the top, man. I think if you, if you think about the type of player that he has always been, he's always, 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 or for, for, sorry, not always, because to be fair, he did play on the wing earlier in, 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 in his career. But again, different kind of functioning sides. But, um, you know, certainly in his best years as one of the top strikers in Europe, he's been a penalty box striker and someone who's thrived off of, chances being created for him and when chances are created for him more often than not he converts he converts them and that's what his game um, primarily has been about his game has never really been about getting the ball taking on players having fantastic hold up play um you know the only thing i would say though really is that... the type of guy to create chances for himself um i'm not saying that he can't or has never done it but uh, these things don't really define his his game. So people are saying, "Oh, yeah, he's not doing." That. I'm like, "What? What? What? What do we want from him?" Because really, the team is is failing him. The reason we gave Aubameyang his big contract, yeah, is is because he was outperforming. He was play. He was out, he was outperforming his xG by yeah. by a considerable margin, right? So yeah. we gave him that contract, and you're expecting him to do the same. Now, the team is worse now. It is. It's the same worse. team, though. The team is worse. The, 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 worse the, the quality in the team, well. yeah. The, there's Torreira is, is 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 no Torreira is a loss. No Guendouzi is a loss. No um, Ozil is 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 a loss. These are losses. But I know, my point is, yeah, and Aubameyang who isn't taking those chances, yeah, is worthless having in the team. Yeah, but we have no one else. What's the alternative? Like, is it? <laughs> like, what the, like... the thing is, we can't reasonably expect him to outperform his XG like that. Mm. No. It's not sustainable. It's a yeah. completely unrealistic expectation. Yeah. And Aubameyang... We gave him the contract to expect him to do so, no? No, we expect him to do so because he is a good finisher and a good striker. If we get him appropriate amount of chances, he will score the appropriate amount of goals. Yeah. And we're not getting him the appropriate amount of ch- chances. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's frustrated, but we are doing him a disservice at the moment. Yeah. We are proper doing him a disservice. Big time. You cannot expect someone who's getting nine XG to score like 18 goals every mm. season. And he's done it two seasons in a row. Listen, that is ridiculous. Mm. On, on Aubameyang, yeah, throughout his career at Dortmund, he never outperforms XG. He never did. He, mm. he, he's done this since he's been at Arsenal because it was required of him. And he actually was, he, he, he was able to do. So even with the little help that he had, he was able to do it. Now the help is even littler. It's going to be more difficult. And um, it was always going to happen. I mean, last season, I think it's actually was 16 in the league and he scored, what, 21, 22 goals? That is outperforming you actually by quite a bit. And that's just not... It's just going to catch up with you, I think, at some point, especially the way our form and our team performances are going. If you create an appropriate amount of chances for a Bamiyang, he will score. Simple. I, I, I have no, I have no concerns or doubt about that with the Bamian. Well, let's let's talk about it then. So, um, Arteta has. It looks like he's going to stick with his four-two-three-one. He came out today and he, um, not today. When was it? Yesterday, he spoke about wanting to play this four-two-three-one, but he needs like five or six players to to do so. So, do you think this is something he's going to stick with? Do you think this is? This because we've we've long discussed, you know. Oh, do we think Arteta is going to turn into a four-two-three-one manager, or is he a is he a three-four-three manager? But it seems like 
this is the way he wants to play. This is not, or this is the formation he wants to play with. Do you think that's going to continue? Or do you think now that we've had, you know, we haven't won in the league since um, the beginning of November. So for a month now, we haven't won in the league for a month. Do you think now it's time to maybe go back to that um, 3 4 3? I, I, I was going to say, he didn't say 4 2 3 1, he said 4 3 3. 4 3 3, okay. So he hasn't even attempted. So he, de- so he defines this formation as a 4 3 3? I don't think so. I think he hasn't even attempted to play 4 3 3. And he's basically, um, he's basically saying how. He did it once. He did it, he did it against. Um... Against Brighton, I think. No, Leicester. Oh, okay. This season, yeah, he did it against yeah. Leicester. He had Jack and Tobias playing wide, and Partey as the as the octopus in the middle. I think, and then I was gonna say the the Wolves game kind of reminded me of the the Leicester game, the way we approached, which is why I, I keep saying it's by design where we build and where we have the ball, and why Tobias and Jack are so far away from each other. Mm. This is by design. They're there to build in those in those areas, um, create overloads for crosses. And then um, if the ball breaks down there, be able to kind of cover in those positions if the right back and left back are advanced. So it's really by design. And um, and this full two three one, um, there wasn't someone that could cover on both sides for them. So against Leicester, at least for one half, it was okay. Like we we managed to sustain pressure. I don't think we created many chances, but it was okay because Partey was there and winning the ball back very quickly. Now this full two three one doesn't facilitate that. There's not another midfielder centrally to do that. Um, in, in the deeper areas, obviously Willock is in the high and in, 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 in the advanced areas, and actually should give us the the opportunity to find him between the lines. But he doesn't play between the lines, so again, it's just the the, the formation is a bit flawed. And um, I think he will. I think he should to survive this month. Go back to f- um, three four three, and just ride out this month. Um, because at the moment, at the moment, I can't see him doing um, doing the picking the picking the right players for four two three one. I don't trust him. Whereas with three four three, I think he he's more likely to pick the the, the right players. He he probably should just go with whatever we did against United at OT and try to survive the month. Because um, he's not going to play Will- and William in the ten, which is why I think he should do if he wants to achieve something. And even that something is not much. So I rather we do three four three. Hello, Mead here from Touchline Freckers. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. So businesses all over the globe have been challenged to be their most efficient, and that means that every single hire that they have is critical. Indeed are the number one job site in the world, with more total visits than any other job site. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the right person for your business. Unlike other job sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. So you only pay for what you need. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out for a free $75 credit at indeed.com forward slash bluewire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com forward slash bluewire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. When I spit bars in a ring, I'm gonna go hard, less than 10.
Um, Leroy Shabs, what do you think? Is this is this something that um, Arteta is going to persist with? Um, is it something he should like persist I'm, I'm, with? I'm, I'm, what should what should Arteta do? Let's let's get let's Arteta, get down to nitty gritty. What should, should Arteta do? What Arteta, should he do? Arteta should have a clear idea about how he wants to play, and he should go. Does for he it. not? Spamming and crosses into the box. Is that not a clear identification oh, of... Are you, are you not happy with that? Are you not happy with mother 33 crosses? God. Please spare Mikhail us. Moiteta. Please spare us. He should have a very clear idea of how he wants to play, how he wants to defend, how he wants to attack. And he should build the side accordingly. And we should see traces of that, you know, um, um, on both sides of the ball. We should see that. We should see versions of that. We should see progressions. We should see, you know, like even if we're not... And, and I think that's what the frustration is. We're not seeing... The, the you know the final form and that's okay but we're not seeing the initial form either you know we're not seeing like him on his way we're not seeing the building blocks we're seeing nothing what we're seeing is absolutely nothing he's not setting the team out in an attacking sense to actually do anything that's meaningful but like, I, I I can't see it I can't see it it's very hard to um it's very hard to talk about Arsenal in the way that we're attacking at the moment because we're just not attacking well enough. And I think that's a, it's about the composition. It's about who he's putting out from week to week. And that's it. Like, I think he, I think he's unsure of himself. He's doubting himself. He's, 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 he's you know, he's, and, and this is where it comes into it. A more experienced manager is going to have faith in his beliefs. He's going to have a reference point. He's going to say, look, like, you know, I've, I've, I've tried this. I've tested this so on and so on. But he, he's not, man. He's, 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 he's flailing. He's kind of saying, all right, I'll try this and this isn't working and the pressure's on now, so I'll try something different. And we're, we're seeing three at the back and then we're seeing a back four now all of a sudden. And then we're seeing, uh, you know, uh, a four, two, three, one. And then we're seeing four, three, threes. And then it's going to be three, five. Two, you know, just like, just pick a formation, pick a system and just, you know, just just go with it. Leroy, what 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 should Arteta be doing? Do you know what? It's a really tough question because I mean, what was the first question you said is, what, what do you think Arteta will do? I think Arteta's scrambling, so I think he's becoming quite unpredictable. So I don't know what he's going to do. What I get the impression is that a good thing or a bad thing? A bad thing. A bad thing. Mm. A bad thing because it means he's out of ideas. Because that's why I started chopping and changing, and you can see he doesn't really know what to do. And the impression I'm getting is Arteta is lost. Arteta is lost because I feel that he has a specific philosophy of playing. That doesn't mean, so you can, that can come under many different formations. He's got this positional style play where you have a very strict players in their zones and players do very specific things. But I can't see, I don't think Arteta can coach another way. I haven't seen it because, and it's, it's actually so funny here because we've screamed to get Wenger out for God knows how long. But the squad that we have suits Wenger Ball. Mm. Because he, we need mm. to focus on connectivity. We need to focus because the thing is, he's, he loves his wide players to go wide and have isolation situations. Pepe, Willian. Willian hasn't beat a man since he's got here. Pepe always ends up on the floor when he tries to beat a man. Nelson can't beat a man for shit. Do you consider these combination players? 
No, no, I, I, I think I think Pepe and Nelson, for a fact, will be a lot better in combination than isolated out wide trying to beat that man 1v1. Mm. I feel that would be a lot better. I feel be a lot. He needs to focus on trying to get the connection between midfield and attack. And the way he tries to do it with his passing horseshoe nonsense is not working. So I feel like he needs to bring the team together. I feel like he needs to bring his wide players in to combine with whoever the central striker is and the defensive midfielders. Um, and I feel like he needs a bit more freedom. He needs to change the structure of his team, but I don't think he knows how to coach in another way. And this way is not working with the squad of players he has. And the thing is, it could work with other players. It really could work with other players with other attributes. So why not? So why not? Let's just stick with him then. No, we can't. We might stick with him. I mean, I, I think we're going to be stuck with him anyway. And I think if he gets all his players, but I mean, but play. I mean, if you think this, if you think this could work with a new set of players, why do you want him gone? Because I, I, I don't think I don't think we have time for that because we would need to change five or six players and they, all those players would have to be high quality. So I what positions do you think would he would need to, to get a I think this needs, system firing? I think he needs two advanced midfielders. I think he needs a left midfielder. Um, so a left winger or wide player. I need two advanced midfielders. Um, he probably needs to flesh out the squad in midfield. So he probably needs two or three midfielders, really. Um, and then another attacker. Um, and I was sent forward. So you're looking at yeah five or six players. Um, if he doesn't want to achieve more in the next two windows, if he doesn't want to lose Saliba, right centre back, the, the required quality to be a top four quality because all those players are going to cost 40, 50 mil to be that that level. If you're looking at your starting eleven, I don't think Arsenal have got the resources to do that in two or three windows. Personally, anyway. I think is, if. if I, I was just going to say the only thing is if he goes. You need a, a new manager is going to need to a, a new manager is going to have to rip it up and almost start again anyway. A new manager is going to need the same Please. number of players. They are. That he no, needs. They might that, not be the same that, number. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No. 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 I, I. I think a new manager is probably going to need a, a good five, six players anyway to make this just the squad complete. I see three positions in the in the in in the Arsenal. Um, starting eleven at the moment, which I think are are, are very secure, and that's um, the two summer additions, Gab- Gabriel and Partey and Abramian, and I think every other position in the side is, is is really up for grabs because I don't think oh sorry Tierney Kieran Tierney so four, um, I think every other position is up for grabs because I don't think um, the players that we have are of the required level. I think um, the midfield needs a complete revamp. So again, Partey safe as houses, but you need two, um, you know, ready-made midfielders, attacking facilitators who can, who are good with the ball and who have got uh, um, either both key attributes in terms of, of of penetrating with passes or dribbles, or one who can do one really well and the other who can do the other really well. Um, yeah, man, it's gonna take. It's gonna take work. It's gonna take transfer windows before we see anything. Before we can hope for anything more from Arteta, really. So I think another manager needs. We're gonna need a revamp anyway. We're gonna need a new squad. But I think another manager could do a better job getting us closer to where we need to be with less players. This is this is. They'll be approaching a different way. This mm. is my gripe. My gripe is not. We know the player quality. That's what I'm saying. I'm not even trying to really talk about player quality and what we need anymore because we've covered this. The problem right now is that the manager is misutilizing the players at his disposal. And that is that is wrong. And that is close to what Emery was doing. He you you're misutilizing players and you're not getting the best out of them. And um 
that's coaching one-on-one. You should identify what players good at and put them on the pitch and let them do that. Right now, mm. you're not doing that and you're not finding a system that facilitates that. That is my criticism. And that, that mm. criticism is also obviously, um, it's obviously evident in the results that we're achieving right now. Um, if we would be, if we were getting by it, people wouldn't criticise it. But I would still criticise it because I'm looking at it holistically. Like, mm. we, I mean, we've been criticising for a few weeks and we actually been biting our lip a little bit. Like mm-hmm. it's not that bad yet, but we've been criticizing. Probably since the start. It's probably since the, maybe it's since the back end of last season. To be fair, yeah, we've been criticizing the same points. We just mm-hmm. we just progressively getting there now. Successively, we are here now. Dan, let me ask you a question. Then, all right, just a question to all three of you. Actually, all right, you're Stan Kroenke right now. What do you do? I've I've put the money in for a tet already. This what this summer, and um, I think. Not me personally, but I think what he will do. Um, he, what would you do if you were Stan Kroenke? Listen, I wouldn't have even just partied in the summer. So that question is too is too loaded. I would have I would have splashed the bag in the summer. Like, answer the question, big man. Come yeah. on, nah, please, nah, nah, please, nah. Please, I, got, please, I, got, please. I need I, I need the answer. <laughs> get, get some cojones just, and answer the question. Right, I'll, 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 I'll give it to Leroy because he seems no, like no, he's okay. I'll give you the answer. I'm bringing I'm bringing Ateta. Tonight, and I'm telling them, listen, by the end of this month, you need to be at a certain place. I haven't looked at the table yet, or I haven't looked at our fixtures all yet, but I'm telling them you need to achieve this amount of points or we're going to have serious... But, but, but Stan, I told you to get me an advanced midfielder in the summer. You didn't get me what I needed. What do you want me to do with this group of players? You, you say, big man, I ran you lot the money. You lot didn't deliver. Yeah. I, I ran the money. You need to talk to Edu then. Edu is your guy. Edu is your guy. No, you you, and you Edu hired are, Edu. You and Edu are in charge of football operations. You didn't sell the players that you should have sold, and that's why you're. That's not Arteta's fault. Comments. You but say, I mean, you say, hey, big man, he I don't like the way you're holding talking He took the holding state. He took the holding state. They're here, boy. But we wouldn't have got anything for holding. Holding, holding makes no difference. Ainsley to... Nels. He told Ainsley Matanas to stay as well. He didn't want him to leave. He's not using them. Mm. That's a, that's twenty mil right there. So, so what are you doing then? So, so if you're I'm, Kroenke... I'm giving them ultimatum. I'm letting them know that you need to achieve this amount of points by this amount of date, or mm-hmm. we're going to have to have a serious conversation with you, your position. Leroy, what are you doing? So, uh, realistically, we're not going to get anyone we want in, in, in the season. So, for me... Poch. This is... No, this isn't... Poch is never coming to Arsenal. That's okay. ridiculous. So, for me, I'm going to get my burner phone out of my pocket. <laughs> uh, I'm going to... Get someone to deliver a burner phone to Southampton and be like, Hassan, yo, start sweet talking over the phone. Yeah, how you doing? I would have said that's more unlikely than Poch, no? No, nah, that's more likely than Poch because Poch won't come to Arsenal because he's looking for a top club. Hassan will come to Arsenal, but I don't think we have to get him mid season. That's, that's the main thing. So, so, you, so you would be, you would sack Arteta right now? And... I would only sack Arteta right now if we could get the appropriate replacement right now. So, if we could get Hassan now, and I could be sure of that. I'm mm-hmm. sacking and I'll replace him. If we couldn't get Hasnut right now, I would say, listen, Arteta, you got you got what you got to the end of the season. Do your thing. I back him in January, but I back him with players that like universal players. The universal like, like mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. no one's gonna not like Party. No one's mm-hmm. gonna not like Gabriel. No one's gonna not like Jose Mawa. Mm-hmm. Those type of players I'd be targeting. Um, mm-hmm. I back him with players not specific, just undisputed quality. And then we'll see what happens. And then I'll wait into the summer. And at the end of the summer, then I'll make my decision on who I'm going to try and get because I'll be sacking in the summer. I, see, I, like, I like that answer, Dan. I thought that was very, um, I, that want, was the kind of answer I was looking for. That, right? that answer is better than mine, to be fair. <laughs> I, I'd still phone him up, you know. Um, 
Sh- Sh- Shabs, what's your answer? Same as the no, similar to anyway. Not exactly the same. I'm, I'm, I, I, if I'm Stan Kroenke, I'm backing Arteta um, as much as I can in the January window and hoping that he can get in. Um, we really we need two signings, so I'm pumping enough money into bringing two um, attacking additions to the side. And then I'm holding out to the summer. I reevaluate his performances, see if there's any change at all in the performance, in the level, in the application, in the output, um, in the results. And then I make my decision then, to be honest with you. I think that's what, that, that's what I would do personally if I'm concrete. See, I, okay. I kind of I feel like, though, don't you think that this month he's under a lot of pressure that if... We- I think we could slip even further this month. Well, d- d- let me let me get on to some before we get on to that. I, I, I've got, we've got some listeners' questions because I know we're running out of time. So I want to I want to get some listeners' questions, yeah. but one's going to touch on what you're going to say, Dan. So this is from Vui Nuandoro. He's a twenty pound patron. Big up UV. Oh, yeah, He's been on a pod a few times. Oh, yeah. going to become a patron. Join our Patreon. It's in the bio. Yeah, still. And uh, you more than the Morley's money pod as well. Yeah, more than the Morley's. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Big you he, up, man. He, we need to get Vui back on, uh, actually. He's um he's due an appearance, so I'll contact Vui this week. Um, a report this week said that the board are all in are all in on Arteta. Do you reckon if this abysmal run of form continues through the Christmas period, Arteta will be sacked? So more on not what would you do if Kronky, what do you think Kronky will do? I, I, I can answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, politician yeah. hat. I, I I think it was they were always gonna back him. He's he's their guy now. They've only made him like the manager like a couple of months ago, three months ago. They were always gonna back him. Um, so I think they they're really hoping he he rides through this. Um, but I think this 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 um this line of fixtures we got coming up is not easy. And um, we've we've been we've been dropping points and fixtures that you could see and um, we could think we should be winning this like Leicester and Wolves at home. We should be winning both of those games, especially with the way the teams the way teams have performed. But I think I think the pressure could really mount on them um, uh, come come end of this month because if we if we continue this line of, of, of form, it's just there's no way you can defend it. And then um, we'd be very close to the relegation zone if we if we don't pick up points, if we don't win games. We've just not won a game in too long, and we can't have another month of not winning, you know. So, especially in the league, like whatever whatever happens in Europa League is fairly irrelevant because you those games you could win playing the hell in board. So, um, I think um I think it could be it could be sticky for him, but I do also think that he will pick up the odd win. I think he will pick up one or two wins. I think he will survive. But I think it will be close still. Like I think, I think he, I think he's on the hot seat right now, and it's active for him. Can anyone see Arteta being sacked in, by Christmas? I, I can't see him being sacked by Christmas at all. I could, no. The only reason I can see Arteta being sacked is if he genuinely is at risk of getting relegated. Mm. Well, not, and and I think there's I'm, probably I'm, three teams in the I'm, league that are so bad that that's just not going to happen, right? Well, I, I'll, I, I will say. I will say, even with our three um, losses on the bounce and our poor form, we're still closer. And the p- fact that we're, we're still 14, close we're still to closer fourth. to the four, we're five points off. Yeah, we're closer fourth. to the top four than we are to the relegation. And we are zone. to the bottom. Yeah, it's very so, How far yeah. are we from the relegation zone? Oh, seven points. Seven, seven. And we're seven five, from bottom three. Boy, we're five points quick. from top four. I could change seven. Quick. It could, it seven, could, but it's yeah. so condensed in it. It's like, it's like you know. 
Aston Villa are considered to be having a good season. They're two points ahead of us. Man United have had have, have, have been on a good run of form. They're three points ahead of us. Everton, there seem to be all these vibes about Everton. They're three points ahead of us. And that's the thing. 14th is a little bit of a false position at the moment because a rap, just one round of, of, of results could completely change what the table looks like in terms of in terms of and we've positions. Played there are so many Chelsea. teams in between. We're, we're 14th and there's like what like 10 teams in between us and fourth basically mm. but there's five points in in, in mm. across those 10 teams so if any two or three, you know four of those teams face up against each other some one of them is going to pick up points or yes, drop points or you, you see what i'm saying so mm. around two rounds and it could change but arsenal do have to pick up points they have to pick up wins it's just the bottom line okay uh, Marvinho, he asks, has the fact that Arsenal's aims for most seasons is to make top four affected players ment- mentally, especially ones that come from teams that used to challenge? So when they get big contracts, they subliminally lose that wing and edge because there's nothing to play for. So the older uh, pension home syndrome. I slightly, I slightly disagree with that because I just, I just think generally footballers are they're in the elite brackets to get to that level. Whilst we William don't, looks like he's on a holiday home. Okay, bro. William, William's a bit of an exception because he's already achieved quite a William bit. William is in Butlins, bro. Come, he's come, he's... he's come to pick up a paycheck at Arsenal, isn't it? but yeah. like generally, like Arsenal and um, players that play in the Premier League and play at this level, they they've gone through a lot of hard work to get where they are. So I just feel like they have this in, intrinsic. Is, is that the word? The English word intrinsic motivation. Yeah. yeah. That um, yeah. that I, I just I just doubt that they 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 don't have the ambition to win and succeed because that's what drives them to be where they are and, and alongside with their talent. So um, yeah, I think it's all about where's um where's they're not as um emotional or like as expressive as the old guard. I think they're they're about um if if they if they're in environments that facilitate success, they will embrace it. If they're not, they won't. I think that's how this new generation of players are. And um, it's, it's, I don't want to use an example. I, I, I use an Arsenal player because Uzu is still an Arsenal player. Uzu in the Germany na- German national team, the expectations were completely different like, and winning games. Before, before obviously, the, the 2018 World Cup, it was, they were always competing for the trophies. They're always high level of expectations and he played always well for the German national team. It's because that environment is given in that and in, 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 uh, at the national team. At Arsenal, it wasn't. And so when he was playing well for the national team at times, he wasn't playing well for Arsenal when we didn't play well. Do you know? So I feel like if you create an environment for players to thrive, they will thrive if they have the talent. Fair enough. Um, okay, uh, I've got Pillard eighty one is back. Big up you, Pillard. Right, hey. Not patron though. So sign Pillard. up, man. Sign up. He's on the Discord, though. I don't think Pillar knows what... Yeah, yeah. I think Discord is about no, as far he was, as it goes. Yeah, he was on the Discord facts yeah, on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Also, uh, we yeah. need to probably... He's a bit old, isn't he? So we need to tell him about like what uh, what uh, Patreon is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Pillar 81, um, he says, Lose to Spuds and Burnley. Does Arteta Villas-Boas get the tin t- the tin tack? I don't know what tin tack is. He's 40 years old. He's, he's using terminology that I, I, have, I have no idea what he's talking Tintac. about. But yeah, Pillar Day One. I think we've already answered your question. I just wanted to read it out because you know Pillar Day One is our like our new Touchy Gunas mascot, and 
our ultimate respect from me. Uh, he would he would respect, by the way, what Terry Butcher did in the in the nineteen ninety World Cup, right? He, he would have he would have said, "Louis's got a cut on his head. He, he don't want to play anymore. Get on the fucking pitch, son." Yeah, that's what Pilar eighty one would have said. Right? Ninety ninety when he was in Germans. What the fuck? The concussion. You weren't even born. You were born in two thousand and four, man. What are you talking Big about? Man, I know my history. That's all. <laughs> Uh, JT Jan, he asks, um, what do you think Arteta and executives have to do in January and the rest of the season to fix Arsenal's chance of getting European football? Can We're it be in a... European football this season. There's no, it's, it's absolute might, might win the FA Cup again, mate. Well, we're not winning the FA Cup. You said that last year. You know you actually said this last year. You actually <laughs> said verbatim last year. Like, I can probably <laughs> find the points yeah, that you I'm said playing it, right? it again this year. We're not winning the FA Cup. <laughs> You never know. If we get Mansfield, Cheltenham, Yeovil, <laughs> and we end, finally we end up in the bloody FA Cup final, then... Probably go out to Newcastle, who we've got next. Uh, what, have we got um, them after Spurs? We've got Newcastle next, the cup, next round. First round. Of the Spurs round of the FA Cup. Oh, do we? Oh, do we? Oh, bloody hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah we might actually go out against Newcastle. But, um, well, then... What, what what do we have to do to fix our chance of getting European football? So in January, is there anything realistically we could do that you could foresee that could fix not our issues? If we sign three players, we could, but it's not realistic. Yeah. You've got to go for the belly. That's it. If you get if you get um Subozlai, Awa and um I don't know, throw in a one v one demon. We might make Europa League. We, we, might might make Europa League. The hood. we might make it out the hood, like, you know, but otherwise, forget it. Arteta just, actually made, some, Arteta just made some comments, actually. Um, he said, things will move in the market and we'll be prepared to do something knowing the limitations of the market in January and the limitations we've as well to sign players. We're planning, talking with Edu and with the club and the things we can do in January. At the moment, it's pretty difficult, unpredictable, as well in terms of places as we are very restricted at the moment. doesn't sound promising. doesn't sound I like think... they've said to Arteta, yo, free up the bag. However, Romano, Fabrizio Romano, yeah, tap him, Merchant Romano. I will re- I will retract that comment when um, he actually does decide to come on the pod. But until he hasn't, he's a tap him, Merchant. Um, um, he said something about how he's expecting Arsenal to do... A well, I can't remember what the word he used to describe, but he said like madness hashtag hashtag madness basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your guys' thoughts on that? What could be the hashtag madness? Listen, they ain't gonna rock me in again with this nonsense. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting drawn into that. To be honest with you, Um, yeah. I, I, I think, and I've said it. For me, it's acquisitions, so it doesn't have to be purchases. But acquisitions, there are some players who are across Europe at the moment who um, are maybe not playing as much football that they would that, that they would like to play, who we might be able to snatch up on loan. Um, there's a tournament next summer as well. Some players will be vying for a place in their national side, um, you know, who aren't playing regular football. So if we could get one purchase, one loan option, um, and they improve us in their attacking sense as well, I, 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 I'd be all right with that. I'll make peace with that. Ultimately... I, I, I always said like I want to see us play good football at the moment I just want to see us create chances and score that's what it is man the good football has to has to wait for another season um, yeah we need to get back to scoring goals um, first and foremost man 
Okay. Um, I think we'll leave it there, lads. Um, this has been depressing enough to do, and we've given you an hour of our depression. So misery. Yeah. Um, we'll leave it there. I'm off to take my my antidepressants. Um, prescribed by Dr. Leroy. <laughs> Boy, they did Lewis dirty. They got Lewis um, moving like Stan, in it <laughs> in the video, and that just kills me all the time. Don't do that. Don't go on any drives. Don't go on any long drives. Man. I think we're gonna. I think I'm gonna need to go on a f- fucking drive all the way to Scotland after Sunday, mate, because we oh, are gonna man. get clapped oh. you know against what? Spurs. I don't even. That, that's gonna upset me so much because Spurs yeah. fans are so loud. They're so annoying. All three of them. They're all for no reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know yeah. we've got the Touchline Hotspur pod now, and they're just super jarring. Like there's a couple of them that I think we're gonna do a. A patron preview piece with them, or some some kind of preview oh, yeah. piece this week. Yeah, you yeah. know we've got to you, you know we've got to do all this. Yeah, oh, man, I yeah, don't, you know I the don't, deal. We we'll just let them cuss us for an hour. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we've got a few comebacks. Right? I mean, they've never won the league before. They're competing in the to league be, that they've never won before. So that that, to that seems honest. to get them riled up, you know. And, yeah. uh, no Tottenham fans have got any chat for me. Not not a single one. They right, can't. I mean, what what they're gonna right. tell me about success is getting <laughs> nearly matches. Get out of here. Talk to him, Shabs. Talk to him. But it is gonna be unbearable. But do you know what? Like I said at the start of the, the, the show, if you guys do wanna join us on the Discord and share your pain with us, you know, as a collective, join us on the Discord. Yeah, sign up to our Patreon and you can join it as a collective experience and be as one. All right. We'll suffer as one. Um, so yeah you can find the patron link in our bio we'll be back sometime this week with a patron piece and um, also the discord on Sunday for the Spurs game uh, lads um, have a good evening and, and take it easy Sports Social Podcast Network.